Welcome, one and all, to Strange New Worlds, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hailing frequencies are open. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk some Star Trek Strange New Worlds ahead of Season 2 next month. Pete, sequels, prequels, in the air. Uh, We talked Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade last week. We're talking Indiana Jones and there's apparently a fourth Crystal Skull or something next week. (laughs) Um, All of this with the the very good PR bounce that uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny had coming out of Cannes, France. Yes, a five-minute standing ovation, all sorts of uh, honors for Harrison Ford, yet... Uh, some sour pusses still finding a way to rain on this parade. Yeah, look, I'm I'm not saying that uh, there's no value to critics and to the cinema circuit and all of that, but you take a big popcorn movie to con to get red carpet pictures and to get X number of minutes standing ovation and to get clips from an adoring press, things like, you know, Mr. Ford, I think you're still hot, which is a true comment that a reporter said at the press conference and things like that. You don't go, you don't take a big movie like this to the Cannes Film Festival for it to win the Palme d'Or and all of that. Like that, that's, that's other movies. Um, So if Variety wants to be like, actually, there's moments in which I was a bit bored because it did not have me look into, uh, you know, uh, life as it would be for World War II potato living in france or this, you know th- this is not this is the festival where we're really intelligent somewhat foreign films go and when you take a big hollywood movie here yeah it's gonna it's not gonna be beloved but uh i think lucasfilm got everything they wanted out of it yeah it really felt like a slap um the uh the call against the the five minute ovation and granted you know a lot of those ovations are you know they're patting themselves on the back but let's slow the roll here that this thing is uh the bomb that some people want to already try to make it just because it exists um we'll be bringing you of course indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull our podcast thoughts next weekend and uh soon as those tickets go on sale tomorrow we'll be scooping up ours to podcast this around uh june 30th there are uh, rumors there may be earlier shows available to the public uh but we will definitely wait to bring you our thoughts until uh that weekend everybody's had an opportunity to see it bringing things a bit more squarely towards star trek strange new worlds with the writer's strike continuing Production on season three is now held up. And also add, Pete, uh, I would bet you that the forthcoming already booked uh, conventions that Star Trek talent is going to, um, since that's not viewed as a press space, more a fan space, I think that's where you're going to see a lot of the promotion for Star Trek Strange New Worlds or in the Star Wars space for, uh, for Ahsoka and the Marvel space for Secret Invasion. I think that's going to be the place where you can still go and get your clips to put on the internet or get your sizzle, uh, your sizzly quotes and things of that sort. So look for that. I guess, Pete, that means maybe no gold carpet that we get invited to again here. 
<sighs> yeah, I've been, uh, you know, looking at the email and being like, when would they fire this off? And, you know, it had premiered a little earlier than now, uh, this time last year. But uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. They're certainly going to get creative with uh, where they can promote this and how they can as this strike shows no sign of ending. Well, Pete, let's dive into our our core purpose for today. There are there are leaked, perhaps accurate, hopefully accurate titles for the season. There's also uh, courtesy of me going on the WGA website. There are confirmed, at least confirmed as of when I put this list together last week, uh, confirmed episode numbers with the writers attached. So I think from from this leaked list of uh, titles and from this confirmed list of writers, maybe we can chart a bit of a course for Star Trek Change New World Season 2. We have the directors as well. All the better. Pete, let's start with episode 201. Let's, let's not forget that at the end of 110... Number one, under arrest, ah, chaos on the bridge slash transporter room, uh, Pike looking directly into the camera to share our indignation. Episode 201, the rumor is it's entitled The Broken Circle, and it's definitely written by showrunner Henry Lanzo Myers and uh, co-showrunner Akiva Goldsman. Directed by Chris Fisher, and boy, Matt, I hope they let the performer who does the voiceover for their teaser so far back into the show. It's not a matter of uh, if, but when number one will be back. I mean, look, this title, the broken circle, the notion that the circle had been broken by the loss of number one. And by returning her at the end of the episode, the circle will be unbroken. Um, I think that's probably a likely outcome. Would it be interesting to have some sort of story spice in terms of she's not back yet? She's not back for the first one, uh, you know, by the end of the first one, that that would that that would go against expectations. Maybe, you know, the first season does do a pretty good job that the the episodes are self-contained adventures. It's the it's life that continues afterwards. So if you're asking me to put down one uh, bar of gold press latinum i would say number one is back at the end of the first episode maybe at the end of the second one we'll have to see matt but uh leads us to the second episode there the latin ad astra per aspera several different translations there to the stars through difficulties or um a rough road leads to the stars through hardship to the stars it's also been seen quite a bit associated with uh starfleet starfleet academy through the years pete this episode is written by dana horgan who is new to star trek she's had experience with writing things like supergirl and once upon a time uh again this you know to the stars through difficulties could i see number one back in an episode where we get back to the stars after the difficulties of working out the number one things I could, you know, again, I don't I don't think that's a problem that goes beyond two episodes. Um, I mean, listen, we don't know. We saw the, the first two at the premiere. We don't know would they give us more than one. Uh, there's a title down the road here. Remains to be seen uh, what week that might premiere and might dovetail into another show. I'll also just mention that Ad Astra per uh, Aspera 
is the motto of Kansas. Pete, maybe a bit of a stretch here. Kirk from Iowa, Midwest, Kansas. You know, heck, maybe this is the 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 new engineer is from Kansas. Yeah, you know, again, probably a bit of a stretch there that there's a Kansan connection. Pete, maybe this is when it's revealed that Warner Brothers and Paramount are going to co-share uh, Superman in order to have the Superman slash Star Trek cinematic universe. I don't know. Um, but Kirk, Iowa, Kansas. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Pete, I'm not saying it's a great theory. I'm just saying I didn't know that it was the motto of Kansas. And in looking looking at this list, I, that's what I found out. So let's move on to episode uh, 203. Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow is the title uh, written by David Reed, who is also new to Star Trek. He's got experience with The Boys, The Magician, and Pete Revolution, a show that we briefly podcasted. And I think the only show that we've ever said, this show is so bad, we're not podcasting it anymore. Uh, ironically, executive produced and the pilot directed by John Favreau. Uh, directing tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, Matt, Amanda Rowe, tomorrow. Um, the title first makes me think time travel. I think of how we have this forthcoming scene with Kirk and Laon in what appears to be the present day. They're not familiar with rotating doors. It looks like downtown Toronto. There's prices on clothes. Maybe we have time travel here. You know, it's time travel to the past, but we have to, it's your, it's your kids, Kirk. We have to get back to the tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Um, I'll point out as well, this is, of course, a quote from Macbeth, uh, one that's about first and second chances and time running out and things of that sort. Um, I feel like it's a Maybe good Maybe the episode is Kirk the entire time in the revolving door. Um, it, it, Pete, you never know. It would be inexpensive to make. I know that. Next on the list, uh, episode 204, Among the Lotus Eaters uh, by uh, Kirsten Beyer and Davy Perez. Uh, Perez wrote Memento Mori and Those Who Wander last season. And this an allusion both to uh, Greek mythology as a whole and specifically to the Odyssey where Odysseus and his crew visit the land of the Lotus Eaters uh, and don't eat the Lotus for you'll lose your uh, desire to return home. It makes me think of that famous classic Trek episode where Spock gets space high with the flowers shooting their pollen at him and, and all that. Uh, a wacky episode, you know, probably a reflection on 1960s drug use and all that. But Pete, maybe we get more of that here. Pete, maybe the Lotus Eaters are space vapors. Did you ever think of that? Wow. Well, I'm sure, however, director Eduardo Sanchez uh, lenses this. It'll definitely be worth watching. This fifth episode, Matt, already halfway through our list here, Charades or charades, depending on how you might overpronounce it. No director listed for this one. Uh, Henry Alonzo Myers and Catherine Lynn. Yeah, Catherine Lynn, previously a story editor, so that's kind of a lower writing room rank uh, for season two of Lower Decks. I love Pete. Huh, that lower Decks, you say, huh? I do. Um, if I... only there could be crew members to come along for a charade uh perhaps it's here perhaps it's in two episodes um 
episode 205 and 207 written by Catherine Lynn. If nothing else, Pete, I love that the Star Trek family has, you know, th- th- that no one has said, oh, you worked on the cartoon for babies. You don't get to do live action. Um, clearly, her experience here, um, I think in either 205 or 207, uh, may, the fact she has lower decks uh, experience, that may help her. But just this notion of, You've gone, you've gone from the lower rung of story editor on animation to now part of the writing staff of um, what is becoming the, uh, the, the you know, main live action franchise holder and all that. So good job, Catherine Lynn. Lost in Translation, Matt, the sixth episode title, this one penned by Onitra Johnson and David Reed, uh, the director Dan Liu. Pete, maybe this episode uh, features young Uhura going to Tokyo by herself and and hanging out with uh, with someone a la Lost in Translation, the movie. Uh, okay, maybe not, but uh, that's the best I got. Uh, I will mention that uh, Onitra Johnson, of course, uh, wrote The Elysian Kingdom last, uh, last season, so I think the possibility there... I mean, I don't want to peg Onitra Johnson as the one that writes the fun dress-up episodes, but this is at roughly the same point uh, as, as last season in terms of, you know, we're going to do the fantasy episode, the holodeck fantasy, the brain scan, the whatever it might be. So I, I would love another one of those types of episodes. So title Matt immediately jumped off the page for both of us. Uh, I can confirm this is the one that breaks directs. Indeed the title, those old scientists, um, must be the Lower Decks crossover, period. It's written by Catherine Lynn, again, who had, uh, you know, who spent time, spent all of season two on Lower Decks, um, along with uh, Bill Wolkoff writing the script here, who wrote Ghosts of Illyria and Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach. Um, this is just where it has to be, period. If, if, Matt, they're going to keep it to one a week, beginning with the stream date, of june 15th this episode would air would stream thursday july 27th the following thursday would be the first in august that'd be a really good spot to drop season three of lower decks Ooh, i really like that um i think there's obviously Theoretically, there's kind of subscription reasons why you'd want to space those two out. But we've seen Star Trek as recently as last year and and with crossover, not not story crossover, but handoffs from Discovery to Strange New Worlds and Strange New Worlds to Picard and, and things of that sort. That's a really, really tempting place to do that. That's, that, that, that's a good good bit of prognosticating there, Pete. The eighth episode, Under the Cloak of War, written by Davy Perez. No director on this one, but I know you have some speculation, Matt. I mean, I see the word cloak. I see the word war. I know that we are somewhat keeping the Romulans at uh, at a distance story-wise, given as how, um, aside from Pike's branch timeline, uh, situation in the season one finale, which side note now means Pike knows that Romulans look like Vulcans, but apparently he's going to keep that quiet. So as not to break the timeline, 
Um, people haven't seen the Romulans for a long, long time. So again, I feel like war-bound people who use cloaks got to be the Klingons. We've seen in the season two trailer um, the the ridged head Klingons and drinking with Spock and things of that sort. I, a, I feel like the title works, and B, if we're going to do one Klingon episode this season, I feel like it's an easy decision in the writing room to be like, it's going to be in the second half of the season, then we're going to put footage of it in the trailer, and that can be something that people are look fo- looking forward to, as opposed to, uh, they show up for one scene in the first episode, and they're never seen again for the rest of the season. Episode 9 is titled Subspace Rhapsody. This one by Dana Horgan and Bill Wolkoff. It's a great title. It makes me think of, um, oh, what was that jazz-inspired Picard title? Stardust City Rag? Was that what yes. It was? yes. Yeah. I mean, so again, I feel like perhaps this is the fun dress-up episode, though the it all just, you know, in short call, the holodeck-type episode. Um could I be completely wrong? Absolutely. But th- this title does not make it seem like this is the episode, Pete, that asks us to look into the mirror and to say what is wrong in all our souls and, and how do we how do we hate not love and think that's not subspace rhapsody. That's another Star Trek episode. This just should be a lot of fun. And the season finale written by Henry Alonzo Myers titled Hegemony. That, of course, referring to. Look on. It would be fun if they're charting a course for season three, which maybe they didn't know it when they were writing a lot of this, but clearly this is a successful show, and clearly this season two made under the success of season one, etc., etc. If you want to tell me that season two uh, in toto is not going to have a major ongoing exterior threat. You're going to be focusing again on the people and their journey and getting, uh, you know, getting number one back and having our Kirk moments and then having Kirk not be there and letting things organically grow and all of that. Fine. If you want to start towards uh, having the Gorn be a season three baddie, having some sort of cl- uh, cliffhanger there, this is a nice place to do it. And I feel like, for as much as we have enjoyed these standalone episodes, if you really want to set up, man, the Gorn arc that's going to kick off the first three of season three or something like that, this is, of course, the place to do it. So, Pete, lots of questions here. Again, we're kind of inferring based on a unofficial list for the titles here, official list of the writers and so forth. We know, of course, it's been confirmed since last summer that there's going to be the Lower Decks crossover. And just in the last week, we had... A leak courtesy of our neighbors to the north. Yes. Crave TV, Matt, with an apparent unauthorized (laughs) little snippet and uh, can make out very clearly there both uh, Beckett Mariner, uh, Tawny Newsom, and Brad Boimler, played by Jack Quaid, alongside Pike and Lon on a transporter pad being greeted by Spock. Some have also seen, and I, I'm not saying it's not there. Um, some have also seen that it looks like Boimler is holding something that could be a 24th century, you know, GoPro type, hold the camera, hold your phone up and record video as you, you know, Hey, here I am at the, at the zoo. Here I'm at the park. Here I am in my time travel adventure which I feel is very, I feel like is 
very authentically Boimler in terms of like they're coming from this perspective where it's like, oh no, somebody got turned into a into a creature. We're gonna sort it out, right? That's what we do in Starfleet. Um, as opposed to those old scientists who were going to be more like, it's the first time we've ever come across a creature that can transmognify other creatures and things like that. Um, it was great to see what we could. It it does, Pete, appear to have been an inadvertent early publish on that 50 second, 15 second teaser trailer, some of which was um, was text. So basically you just have the shot of the transporter pad, the shot of Spock, giving the Vulcan salute. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess Pete, I'd like to put on a little conspiracy theory here. If Wolf three, five, nine was an inside job as some in the lower decks portion of the timeline have said, maybe, Oh, maybe this got leaked and put up for an hour and then pulled down to, to get us talking about this. Um, probably unlikely, but just want to put it out there just in case. I I like it as a theory that they also took it down, I think, says a little bit more. Or they didn't want it up. Um, good on Tawny Newsome, though, not just here, not just on Lower Decks. Also now a writer on the, of course, paused because of the writer's strike uh, Starfleet Academy show. Yeah, she's a wonderful addition to Star Trek. I mean, ditto for Jack Quaid, who frankly could be like no i do those voices for the cartoon however uh i make emmy nominated best dramas like the boys and i'm a live action guy to just be game for this i mean obviously this is a live action episode although pete some people were like it was supposed to start animated now we're seeing this yeah it can still start animated and then they can beam on in or however that's gonna look um I think that's just going to be a really special episode because Lower Decks is a special show. Stranger Worlds is a special show. And this is not the crossover that we thought would happen, but let's bring it on. I think it's really going to open up Lower Decks to a lot of people that maybe have not checked it out to this point. So really smart and uh, so interested in how they handle this. So, Pete, we've been talking these episode titles. I had put out on Twitter what people thought was the best Star Trek episode title out there. One that has always stuck with me is The Masterpiece Society from TNG. Uh, it's about these uh, super great people that you know can't, can't lower themselves with us regular muckety-mucks. Just a great title there. Some replies here. Karen Gardner, KG Forrester said, Magic to make the sanest man go mad. That, of course, Disco episode great 107. One. That's a... That's a great one, uh, certainly in the in the habit of long titles here. Uh, ZP International said Trials and Tribulations. Uh, Pete, you said Tuvix, uh, <laughs> of course, Voyager episode uh, 224. That got the reply from James Sagacious. Pete, one of the great all-time Star Trek titles, The Naked Time, to us, yep. episode 104. Um we got a, a bunch from Spider-Ham Lincoln at Tess LC-139. Mirror, mirror, all good things. In the pale moonlight, magic to make the Saints man go mad, the stargazer, and I excretus. Um, I feel like, Pete, there's sometimes lately in, maybe in Star Trek in general, less so Stranger Worlds, looking at you to a certain degree, Disco, looking at you, Picard, for sure. But I feel like TV in general nowadays, people don't reach for really iconic titles 
Um, I'll just read this last one here from uh, at battle. Uh, pardon me, at Wattle of Bits for the world is hollow and I have touched the sky. Uh, TOS episode three hundred eight. Pete, where have all the great titles gone? Is that a question? Sure. Like, why why aren't there better titles out there in in TV land nowadays? I think we've got quite a bit of good titles. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll see if these uh, Strange New Worlds titles hold. Again, I want to caution everybody. It was like an unofficial leak type thing. Um, and it certainly is not on the WGA website. But it's almost like the WGA people aren't updating their website lately. I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, I think they're a little busy right now. Well, Pete, this journey into the stars has been made possible by those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek, keeping us listeners supported and earning our everlasting thanks. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content, all sorts of levels to choose from, but it takes just a dollar a month to get you behind that door. Can't contribute right now. Get yourself over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating or a review helps us equally. Pete, let's keep the Star Trek conversation going. How can people be in touch with you on a social media network? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,870 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter is looking back lost, do me in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. We are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with the PH, all one word, like it today. Pete, looking ahead to the pop culture podcast schedule, uh, as we said at the top, definitely talking uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull next weekend. Also on the space radar in the near future, maybe this week, maybe next week, uh, some Secret Invasion, some Ahsoka, some Loki, as we look ahead to, uh, to more from those shows. For now, though, Pete, I will say adios to all the listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you soon. <laughs>